This is a production of KMmedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... Welcome to KKNW, everybody. My name is Kevin McDonald, and it is noon on a Friday, and I'm very happy that you're here. I'm looking forward to having a great show for you today. We've got a, a wonderful young lady who is... Uh, able to uh, talk to you about a lot of things that in, in your life are perhaps not doing as well as you would like, and she can help you with that. Her name is uh, Angie Monko, and we're going to be talking to her in just a moment. But first, I've got to talk to my friend, Nathan. How are you, buddy? Good afternoon. Not just a Friday noon, a sunny Friday noon. It might be frying out there for a Friday today. It really, it really, it, it is because I spend most of my Friday in the dark in in a room that doesn't have any light. Oh well, if you go out there, make sure you wait, stay away from any like silver steaks or uh, like a garlic or anything like that. I don't do. I won't be good for you. No, not at all, not at all. So uh, I now we've been talking about this, but I, it bears repeating. Uh, could you explain to everybody what we are doing this year that we have never done before? Absolutely, we are now on video, live in living color on Facebook and YouTube and Twitter, and you can find those under the KKNW and Positive Talk Radio accounts for each respective platform. Very good. So you can go to. Positive Talk Radio, the YouTube channel, and you will find this right there. But there's also several on KKNW that you're doing as well, right? Yes, uh, not the only show we're doing. We have several shows on KKNW that have opted into video as well. And it's really a lot of fun to do that because you get to see us interact with each other. You can also type comments and even be a part of the show yourself. So if you're listening to our show and you want to say something, maybe a hello or maybe you have something to say about the guest or how they're impacting you, just go ahead and leave us a comment in there. We'd love to see that, and we can put it on our screen and share it with the world if you have anything nice to share. And if you want to talk to our uh, guest today, uh, because she is a uh, coach and she works with uh, executives and most, mostly women, uh, to because uh, they've got special challenges that we are going to talk about during the course of the show. So if you want to call her and, and get some advice from her uh, during the course of the show, you can do that. We'll put out the numbers when we get to that point um, because we, we taint there yet because, well, you know, and if I tell you what, if you are if you are streaming this live and you're hearing seeing the video, you'll see the numbers right there, right on the screen. So that's that's pretty cool. So go ahead and write those down, and we'll, go, of course, give them out right now, just for the heck of it, so people can be ready, but just wait and see when it's time for you to call in and we open up those phone lines, but to just get yourself ready, our phone number is 425-373-5527 or toll-free at 1-888-298-5569. And Kevin, if that triggers a caller, I'm not going to take uh, the 20 bucks for that because, you know, we're not ready to take those calls yet. Okay. Well, very good. And, and and it may trigger a caller because uh, our guest today, her name is Angie, and she is a life coach for intuitive women leaders. She guides them to clear barriers to their success and expand their potential so that they can feel relaxed, supported, and free to create the life that they love. In other words, she helps people be themselves. Angie, how are you today? 
I'm doing great. Thank you for having me, Kevin. Well, it's it's my pleasure. It's my pleasure. You know, the interesting thing about Positive Talk Radio, especially on KKNW, if you look at the statistics, we are really pretty heavily uh, a women's show mm. uh, because of the type of content that we present. And, and so one of the reasons I wanted to have you here is because this is right up your alley, right? Right. right? And right. you can and you can help people. It's it's noon in Seattle, so there are people that have left their workplace and are getting lunch and are sitting in their car having lunch and listening to the show. So if there's somebody out there that would really has got some personal issues around work, around home life, around balance, how to put it to, together, Angie is a professional at doing all of that, right? Yeah. Yep. Helping them understand you know what's what's at a deeper level that's holding them back like their unconscious beliefs and maybe some conscious beliefs and some of that happened to you and so you are really well aware of that tell us your story yeah oh boy so i'm trying to think of where i want to start um Start at the beginning it's always the best you know <laughs> and then we've we got time so we can we well, can yeah. I was I was born no <laughs> I was actually I was born in a little small town in Illinois and um, called Staunton and I, I I lived I grew up in a town called Warden which is also a very small town about a thousand people it was a rural community in Illinois and one of my defining moments I guess you could say was when I was in eighth grade. And my dad, who we really had an estranged relationship because he was never around very much. And so, but when he was around, there was some abuse of my mom. And so it was a very tense relationship. But one of the imprints that he had on me was when I was in eighth grade. And he, he said to me, Angela, if, if you make straight A's, not one A minus, your eighth grade year, because it was the beginning of the year, he said, at the end of that year, I will give you $500. And now this was a long time ago. I'm 53. So this was a long time ago. And so I took him up on the challenge and decided that I'm going to make straight A's. You know, I want $500. I mean, that, that, I don't know what that would be equivalent to in today's. Oh, that would be thousands. Yeah, it would be a lot, but it was a big motivator for me. So I became very diligent with my grades and studying and, and I did, I, I, I made straight A's, not one A minus that year. And he paid me the $500 and that began a, a path of being hyper driven to achieve. And, and then also feeling like, well, he'll love me and he'll approve of me if I am perfect, if I make straight A's. You know, he wouldn't accept, I was already in need of his attention, but I wasn't getting that. And so you can see how for a kid, I made it mean a lot of things. And and so, yeah. Let's begin there because I know a lot of women and they have a relationship with their father, but their relationship with their father may not be what they'd like it to be. And they're yeah. always spending their life trying to, get his approval. Right. Right. It's so true. 
And I, I, I want to give you a positive ending because there is a positive ending with my dad and I. But before that, um, this this need to hyperachieve is a common trait in the women that I work with. And it's called a saboteur, actually, by uh, this group, this company that I'm um, getting a certification in called Positive Intelligence. Oh, yeah, I've heard of them. Yeah. And so one of the saboteurs is this hyperachiever. So and we can come back to that if you want. We can go down the road of the father relationship because it is it's it's really defining. It, it, it just, you know, it helps us to form our identity and, and what we're worth and all of this, our self-esteem. And so I, I did, I got on that path of trying to prove to him something, you know, that I was worthy, that I was worthy of his love. And I was craving that unconditional love, but I, I was not getting it. So um, I've seen a lot of women, you know, that I'm reading this book right now um, about family constellations. Have you ever heard of that? Family constellations? Not specifically. Uh, in, inform me and inform our audience what it is. Yeah, and I'm, I'm only halfway through the book, but a family constellation is just like our, our family unit. So there, there's you and then your, your parents, your mom and your dad and your siblings and then your, your grandparents before them and like everybody in your family. Okay. Your family constellation is what they call it. And what's interesting about this book, since you bring up, you brought up fathers and we didn't have any idea what we were going to talk about here today um, is that every person in our family needs to have a place. They need to, to belong to our family. They need to belong. So I'm reading this book uh, that was recommended by another coach. And I'm like, wow, this is really intriguing. Because for my dad, when I was young, my mom and dad got divorced when I was 11 years old, which I didn't even know about, by the way. I learned from a neighbor kid that they were divorced. I'm serious. That's like kind of lack of communication and, and dysfunction there was in our family. Um, she's like, oh, I heard your parents got divorced. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I didn't know that. So that was kind of embarrassing. But um, yeah, they got divorced when I was 11. And and it was actually, a, a, at the time, it was a good thing because, like I mentioned, there was domestic abuse, right? Uh-huh. And towards my mom. And of course, when that happens, I was so young, you know, the, as kids, Uh, That really had a huge impact on my life because I wanted to protect my mom. I wanted to protect her from him, my caregiver, my other caregiver. And so um, when I was eight years old, I remember my brother, who was a year older than me, right around this time, we both started gaining weight. We actually started putting on weight. And it was in order to be strong enough to protect her from him, from my dad. And even this morning, I was doing some of my inner work stuff, and I was realizing that um, that part of the pattern that started for me was the need to take over responsibility for other people and to take over responsibility for their success or um, their safety, their health, their well-being, or whatever that is, that rescuing type of energy you know, that doesn't put faith in people to figure it out, right? But no, like I have to be 
this. And so um, that over-responsibility piece, I, I just want to mention three saboteurs, okay? Because they're part of the women that I work with. It's a big part of our lives. And I've already kind of touched on one, which is that hyperachiever. And we'll weave this back in, okay? But but the second one I want to mention is the pleaser, okay? So it was like taking over responsibility for for everybody else. That's the pleaser saboteur. And then the third one that really kind of goes well with that is the controller. Because I felt so out of control in my home life when I was growing up, I felt like I needed to, well, let me, let me try to control my environment. Let me make it neat and, you know, organized so that I will feel safer. So I tried to control my environment and I also tried to control food. Okay. So, so that's how these three different saboteurs, the hyperachiever, the controller, and the pleaser are real common in the intuitive women leaders that I work with. So I just want, we'll, again, we'll come back to that in more detail if we, if you want. So yeah, I'll pause here. Any questions so far, Kevin? <laughs> well, I wanted to, I wanted to mention that in, I'm, I've been around a little while now and because I've been around a little while, I've seen a lot of different families. And uh, there was a time when I thought, well, you know, my family is kind of dysfunctional, but they're not really dysfunctional. And uh, I thought other families were not dysfunctional. What I've come to understand is that every family dynamic, virtually without exception, has got issues that are within the family group that uh, people don't necessarily want to uh, bring out or talk about. Um, it's like the oldest, the oldest sibling versus the middle sibling versus the youngest sibling. And we all have different, different in my family. It was when the three of us got together when we were adults and it was like, we grew up in three different families. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My sister was the controller. She was the caretaker. She was the pleaser all wrapped up into one little itty bitty body. <laughs> Because what she had to do was my mother wasn't feeling well. My dad worked, uh, you know, a lot and didn't want the kids to be noisy or around. So my mother gave my sister at 10 years old the job of feeding the kids because I was five years younger. My brother was four years younger than her. Feeding the kids, keeping them quiet so dad would not have to deal with the kids when he came home from work and he wanted to uh, drink a couple of beers and have some peanuts and get and decompress from his day and and stuff. So my sister took on the role, that role, and that carried with her virtually her entire life. Mm. And and my brother was the middle child, and so he was the rudderless one who ended up with uh, drug addiction and and, mm. and stuff like that because he couldn't, he didn't feel part of anything. And I was the youngest one who was, of course, the mistake, but I was also the athlete. And so my and so I played baseball and football and so i my connection with my dad uh, was through uh athletics mm. and so it was, it was very was very much a dysfunctional situation but i'm finding and i love your advice on this uh angie is is that our when you start delving into the dysfunctionality of a family mm-hmm. do you find that most people most families are that way and it plays itself out yeah. With and especially uh, executive women who are strong women to begin with, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. plays out in in ways with them. Yes, 
without a doubt. I, I think that most, I, I really, I don't know any family that doesn't have some dysfunction. Every family has it. As long as we're human and, and we can have different opinions about things and different reactions and perceptions of reality, you know, how we experience life when something happens, everybody's different in how they perceive what happens to them. So it's not what happens to us that makes us dysfunctional. It's not the event. It's not what happens at all. It's how we perceive it. It's how it's the narrative that we tell about it that carries on from the day of the event, no matter what the event is. And so just like every family is dysfunctional, I believe every person has a, a degree of mental illness. And I, I know we hate that word, or but when I say mental illness, that just means we're not thinking clearly. We're not seeing things clearly. We're confused or we're traumatized and there's some distortion there. There's distortion in our thinking. And, and we all have that. Like as long as we're human and we have beliefs, I think we all have that. It, it, it should not be a stigma at all. Dysfunction in the family should not be a stigma at all. I and mean, we should all be able to talk about it freely and openly because it's just reality. It's just, it, it's just reality. It's just how it is. It's not a bad thing. Well, it's, it's based upon our, our youth and what people told us growing up, mm -hmm. what we end up believing that is true. Um, whether it's true or not is is a whole different question, but we believe it to be true, and so therefore it affects our behavior in all kinds of ways, and it shows up in all kinds of ways, doesn't it? Right, right, right. And I think, you know, what sets me apart, what, what my message is, is just to be ourselves, and that sounds so cliche, Kevin, but I believe, like, the world is doing everything it can to prevent us from just being who we are because we're so cloaked in shame and guilt. There's so much shame around, well, I shouldn't be thinking that way, or I shouldn't be feeling this way, or I should have done that, you know, in my past, I messed up, you know, I made these mistakes and we're so hard on ourselves. And that's where those saboteurs come in. You know, we have with positive intelligence, there's 10 different saboteurs that Shirzad, who's the owner of the, company. They've done research, extensive research to show it really comes down to 10 different saboteurs. And, um, and then we have our sage, he calls it the sage that that wise inner self, our higher self or whatever you want to call it. And, and so it's if we live in saboteur land, it's like we're keeping our hand on the hot stove. We're always you know, it's, it's like, hey, when we experience something negative and, and fear, fear based, it's like we put our hand on the hot stove, right? Well, in the saboteurs, they'll have they'll have you keep your hand on the hot stove instead of saying, "Oh, well, you know, maybe I don't like that. Let me let me look at this in a different light." And it's not mindfulness. It's not just mindfulness. I don't want you to think this is about, "Well, let me meditate my way out of these feelings." You know, it's not that. It, it's more let me know what am I feeling? Like being in touch with our body. Have you heard of the word somatic? Oh, sure. So somatic experiencing like soma means body. So it's just a fancy way to say, how can we just be in tune with our body, our, our feelings, you know, and our, our thoughts as well. That's the mindfulness part of it, right? The mindfulness is when we, when we have the thoughts 
but the somatic is the feelings and in, in the body. And when we can just start to notice ourselves, like pay attention to what's going on for us and not assign all this different meaning to, oh, I'm bad if I do that. Or, you know, we go down these bunny trails of thinking that, that make us miserable. You know, why is it that women and more so women than men feel like they win and especially you work with a lot of executives, a lot of people that are mm -hmm. really stepping out there and doing some stuff. Why is it that they believe that they have to do it all? They have to become, they have to have a clean house. They have to be a right, great right. executive. They've got to be a mom and dad or a mom to, mm -hmm. to their kids. They've got to cook a great dinner. They've got to be a great wife. That's got to be exhausting. It is. And in, in, in that book, the family constellation book that I was telling you about, it's, it's got the words fate and destiny in there, like connected fate or something. I, but in there, the lady that wrote the book, she's French. Um, she was talking about how with women that as mothers, we have such standards for ourselves, such high expectations. And it's not just the, the we as mothers, but it's everybody else too. This was really interesting. She said the expectation and the bar that we set for mothers and, and from their children, from their children, from other people viewing the mother, there's so much pressure on the mom to be the one who holds everything together. The one that has all the, um, the nurturing and the caregiving and the caretaking, all of that, it falls on mom. And so when things go wrong, it's really easy to blame the mom. And, and so children get estranged from their mothers. And whereas I, I I should have brought the book in here, but it was funny. She said, and by the way, I do work with men too. I do work with men, but my group, I have a group for women and I actually now have a, a healing circle for all men and women. I just began oh. that. Um, but she was saying how for a father, back to our father conversation, she said that the, the criteria for being a good father is so low. Like they're, it's like they're lying on the floor in, in, in essence that if, if a dad changes someone's diaper, he's the hero of the year. Okay. I mean, that was her, her, um, her appraisal of it. It's just that the standards are so different for the mother versus the father. And that's part of, of the pressure that we have, um, thinking that, well, we got to do this right. And we're always trying to please. And, you know, that's that pleaser saboteur and we get the scraps emotionally and mentally and physically. Like we get the scraps, everyone else comes first. And if we don't put everybody first, then there's something wrong with us. It's a societal assignment. <laughs> it, it really is. But I'm glad that you work with men as well, because yes. I have a, uh, a message for men, mm -hmm. which is wake up, mm -hmm. please wake up. You can't expect your wife who is let's, let's talk about a reality a little bit here. And that is that you cannot anymore. When my dad was, when my dad was uh, working, he could support the household and my mom didn't have to work. Those days are gone. Now with the, with the housing in Seattle, 
it's expensive and mm-hmm. both parents have to work and and women i think should work if they choose to and they should have the same rights as everybody else if they if they work to but they can't do it all right you can't you can't, you can't be an executive and work 45, 50, 55 hours a week and then come home and then be expected to do all the things that women do who are not working. So there has to be, men have got to wake up. The time has come for them to say, okay, I'll do the dishes. Mm-hmm. I'll learn how to cook. I'll pick up the kids from, from, I'll take them to soccer. You have a glass of wine, relax and sit down and you've, you've had a hard day too. It needs to be much more of a, uh, um, of a communal effort to get it done together rather than I bring in the bacon and you should clean the house. And it, it doesn't work like that anymore. Do you right. agree? Oh yeah, I, I do. And, and I am not for men or for women are either against either just so you know, I'm more of an integrated approach um, and that we all deserve respect. You know, we all deserve respect. And when you say the men to wake up, absolutely. And the women need to wake up too, though. Right. It, it, it's not because, okay, let's just say there's an abusive relationship between uh, two people. It could be physical abuse, emotional, mental, whatever. But so there's that abuse going on between the two that was co-created. That was co-created because the person, it doesn't matter who's abusing either. It doesn't really matter. But let's just say that um, the woman feels like a doormat. Okay. Like in, in, maybe at work, she's very successful. She's confident. She can get it done at work. But when she comes home, she's got an over demanding husband. I'm just making this up. Okay. And, and he pretty much tries to run the show at home and tell her, okay, here's how we're spending our money and blah, 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 blah. And she just feels like she can't stand up to him at home. And so whose fault is this? Well, we don't, we don't even need to, to blame or point fingers. Like that's not even important, but let's look at, well, how can we change it? What's the dynamic or the pattern that's creating this relationship problem, right? There's no, there's no intimacy here because if someone's being abusive, well, there's no respect for the person that they're abusing. They have no respect for that person. You know, they see them as maybe an object or, you know, not to be taken seriously. If, if, if someone's beaten someone up emotionally or mentally or physically, like they don't have, they've lost respect for that person. Would you agree? Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So, and, and the, the interesting thing about that is that, that, there are there are people and both men and women that will ab- mm-hmm. absorb the ab- abuse for years because they either think that that's their lot in life or they don't have enough self-esteem to be able to say now wait a minute buster you hold on for a second mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. not going to deal with that and um so it it's it becomes a real issue for uh within a marriage within uh friendship and we all have to get. We all have to understand that that uh, we need to we need to get away from that. And and part of it's the power thing. If if he yes, yeah. if if she is a, an executive, as an example, and you work with a lot of executives, she's an executive. She makes more than him. Mm-hmm. He has a job that doesn't just doesn't pay as well. But he doesn't have the the desire to go out and get a better job. But then he holds it against her that she's making more than him. 
mm-hmm. it's, it's insidious how some sometimes mm-hmm. that that works that, that people are right. that way. By the way, uh, I want to get this out. If you want to go to find out more about what Angie does, go to harmonyharbor.com and you can look all about her stuff. She's got a free ebook. She's got stories. She's got events that she's doing. And we're going to get all of that into all of that in the second half of the show. But first, we need to take a quick commercial break so that we can uh, uh, do what we need to do. And then we will be back with uh, Angie in just a couple of moments. So please... Hang with us. The second half is going to be pretty good, I think. We'll be right back. Hey there. I'm excited that you're listening right now. And if you like what we're doing here, you're going to love PositiveTalkRadio.net. On PositiveTalkRadio.net, each show, which is recorded live, is packed with positive information, with real people discussing real issues, and positive solutions that can work for everyone. I hope that you'll join us on PositiveTalkRadio.net and listen to all 340-plus shows. I think it's worth your time. But then, that's just me. That's PositiveTalkRadio.net, your home for great progressive positive podcasts. When you want to say more than words communicate, you can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, my friend. I'd really like to thank you for listening to the show today. As you may know, I started Positive Talk Radio way back in 2003. We were one of the first shows on KKNW. For 11 months, I was fortunate to be part of many lives, making a positive difference with great interviews and discussions, creating new thoughts and ideas. Sadly, for financial reasons, I had to terminate the show. Well, it took 18 years, but we're back better than ever. And not only on KKNW Monday, Wednesdays, and Fridays, but also podcasting with several inspiring channels with the same driving passion as the original. Please visit kmmedia.pro for complete information about all of these shows. In addition, if you feel called to keep positive programming on the air, you can join us by sponsoring the show and aligning yourself with our mission, which is nothing short of saving the planet and each other. Again, that's kmmedia.pro. I'll see you there. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. You're listening to KKNW 1150 AM. It's a Friday. (laughs) Uh, Angie, I don't know what day it is, but it's a Friday and uh, um, it's at noon. And I want to save everybody here. Um, uh, Nathan, are you still there, my friend? Absolutely. Got a question for you, sir. Sure. What's up? Do you know what's happening Tuesday? Tuesday. Uh, it'll be the day after my... Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you're going to. <laughs> so so I'm about to save you here because if you go to A Natural Design, they've opened up their website for the entire weekend so you can order... Um, something for tuesday so what is happening on tuesday it is valentine's day oh do you have tell me do you have should you have can you have a valentine everybody can have one 
<laughs> I believe <laughs> that's true. And you're not going to tell me whether you've got one or not. None of my business. I get it. So we'll just leave it right there, shall we? But uh, but just so everybody knows, Valentine's Day is Tuesday, and you can do a lot of good for yourself if you plan ahead and get something wonderful for your significant other. And a great place to do that is always with flowers and going to a naturaldesign.com and getting something there. I mean, we just heard about it in our commercial break. So go pick something up for your special someone. Oh, and by the way, she is, um, they, they do incredible work. It really is. Uh, it's it, it's very pretty and she does some, some great stuff. So I would encourage you to go do that. Um, and she'll get it delivered on time. She's, she's really good at that. So, so thank you for that, uh, Nathan. And, uh, uh, by the way, we're, we're talking with, uh, Angie Monco and, uh, she is a life coach. And she worked with um, a lot of executive women to try and give them, help them understand the life balance that ever, we all need in order to make our lives work to the best that we can. And uh, sometimes you have blind spots and it takes somebody to get into you and uh, get to understand who you are so that you can uh, talk about your blind spots and correct them. Would that, am I, am I? Am, yeah. Yeah. Am I, and I, I would describe Intuitive women leaders um, is, is my niche and who I work with. So it could be executives, but it could be business owners and entrepreneurs who influence others. You know, they influence other people. They're helping other people. And uh, so, yeah. It's, it's an important work that you do. And tell us how it works when you get together with somebody and they, they give you a call and they, and they say, I'd like to, uh, to, I'd like to work with you. What does that look mm-hmm. like? Well, they would, I would, I give them an intake form. So I ask them some questions to figure out what's going on with them. And I I work holistically. So I ask questions on, have you ever heard of Maslow's hierarchy of needs? Uh, Amazingly, uh, amazingly enough. Yes, I do. I subscribe to that philosophy. So there's this hierarchy of needs and like a pyramid at the bottom, we have physical needs. And then from there we have the emotional and then at the top we have mental and spiritual and so I ask questions in relation to all those areas to see where they're at, because if the say physically they're having health issues, we don't really want to skip the health issues if they're not 80% solid and go working on emotional like relationship and career issues, because we need to get their health in order first, you know, and then that's the foundation. And then once, if, if that's 80% solid, then it's okay. We move up. We'll focus now on, the relationships and the career, anything emotional related. And then once that feels like it's in place, then we go more into like the spiritual. Um, So that's Maslow's hierarchy of needs. To give you an example, if you have a real, a chronic disease of some sort, uh, you're, you're probably not going to be thinking or worrying. Like if you, if you can't feed yourself, if, if there's some sort of physical problem going on, you're in survival mode at that moment, and it's not going to be easy for you to think about career aspirations or your purpose. Well, it may bring you to purpose, but you you want to put the fire out first before you can go up in those higher realms. Does that make sense? It does. It does indeed. But the, the problem that a lot of us have is we are so immersed in the physical issues and the physical needs that we have that we never get past that. Right. right. Um, how do you encourage people to understand it and, and then to work with it to get past it? Well, 
it, it all, everything kind of boils down to what people want, you know, what do they desire? What, and they're, they're very inundated. We, I should say, we are inundated with keeping things the way they are. And, and so I'll give you sort of a visual. If you think about an iceberg and the, the part that sticks out of the water is the conscious mind. It's the analytical mind, the, the ego. Okay. And then the part underneath the water is our subconscious. It's the body, it's the feelings and the emotions. Um, so people, they want to stay above the water, right? They, they, they want to stay up in the mind and they want to be analytical and even think their feelings. <laughs> like there's a lot of people who are really aware, but they don't, they're, they're thinking about their feelings. They're not really allowing themselves to feel their feelings. And mm -hmm. so if, if they don't allow themselves to get anywhere near their heart, you know, the, the, the vulnerability, um, then basically they're saying, I don't want to change because in order to change, to change anything in our life, any sort of habit or addiction or move towards habit and addiction towards our dreams and our real aspirations, like being who we know we're meant to be like, we know that we're meant to be a leader that we're meant to influence and inspire people through our own role modeling on some level. We know this, but yet that ego, the ego will convince us. It's a combination. It's sort of a double whammy. The ego on one hand will say, well, you don't, no, 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 no. We're not going to the feelings. <laughs> it's like the guard dog. Think of like a dog that's, that's guarding that the gateway to the feelings, the subconscious, you know, it doesn't want you to go there. The ego mind will say, no, 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 no. We're going to analyze this to death. We're going to rationalize it. You know, rationalize could be rational lies, L-I-E-S. Um, we're going to rationalize it to the cows come home so that you are confused and you're distracted and you're not going to get to those vulnerable feelings in your heart. Okay. So you got that ego mind that's preventing you from getting there. But then you also have, and I said a double whammy, you have the subconscious mind, which is where your belief systems lie, where your emotions and your feelings lie. And we could have beliefs that tell us that we're not worthy. And these could be subconscious beliefs, probably are subconscious beliefs, because most people, if I say this is a self-worth issue, the reason you're not making progress in your business or the making the money you want or having the relationships that you want or having your health that you want fill in the blank is because on some level you don't feel worthy of that. You, you, you don't feel like you deserve it. So how do you get through that? If, mm -hmm. if, if it's buried deep in your subconscious, mm -hmm. um, how do you how do you bring it to the surface yeah. and then let it go? Well, here's the first step. Someone's got to be ready to make a change. They have to have been through enough. Can I say shit on the show? <laughs> uh, no. No. Oh, oops. Okay. You can you can say you can say crap. You can say uh, so so just for fun. Let, let me tell you what's happening at this moment. Um, Nathan is, they've got something called a seven second delay. 
Yeah. And uh, and so that's one of the seven words that you can't say on television or radio, uh, okay. according to George Carlin. And uh, and so Jeez. he he was running over to the button uh, with fear in his eyes, hitting the button so that, that that particular word will be cut out of the script. That, that's and, fine. That's fine. Yeah. So, but so, I just I just said just by way of I just think it's funny that that anyway. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. So when somebody has been through enough crap in their life enough pain and sorrow and suffering in their life. If they're not too stubborn, then they may decide enough is enough. Like I want to do something different. I'm ready to make a change, but it often takes us being knocked over the head with this type of universal lesson, you know, like boom, boom, boom. Like I'm going to get your attention and if I didn't get you to wake up, then I'm going to do something even more drastic to get your attention, meaning the universe life. And so, you know, the way stories unfold, that just seems to be the case. So number one, we got to be ready to change. We have to be ready. I got to, I got to ask you because when you are in a family situation and you are talking with um, the female executive and she's the mom and and she is ready for change. She wants change. Do you have to do you have to um, include the family and solicit their approval to get her that no. change to happen, or does she no. just do it? So you know it depends on the situation. But here's the thing: the the biggest thing is if she's ready to change, or he, whomever is ready to make a change. Like that's the hardest part because I can't fabricate that. I can't muster up willingness. If I could, I'd be a gazillionaire, you know? And so if once she makes that decision, I have techniques and tools and energy, you could call it energy medicine, energy healing that can absolutely, without a doubt, transform her belief systems that tell her she's not enough. And, and the, see, we're made of energy and Every When we have trauma, it doesn't go, it's not localized to the brain. It actually affects every single cell of our body. It's called cellular memory, cellular memory. There's been lots of science on this. It's not isolated to just the brain. And so when we experience a trauma or something, grief or something difficult, like it gets stored through images in our body through images and destructive cell, it becomes destructive cellular memories for us. And so the good news is that there's a way to start to override and replace those destructive cellular memories or images with positive ones. Like there's a way to do that. And, and it's actually been proven that there's been heart rate variability testing on this stuff. Uh, that's just a the gold standard of testing to show what our autonomic nervous system is doing. And, and, and it's not affected by placebo, like less than 1% of heart rate variability testing is affected by the placebo effect, which means it's all up in our head. And so, right. so this, this test um, that's important just because this stuff can be shown. This is not woo woo. Some people might say, Oh, well that's woo woo, you know, to do energy work. But it's actually advanced healing, and it's the only healing that deals with a true solution and the origin of our trauma or whatever's happened to us and not putting a Band-Aid on a cause or a symptom. I mean, on you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, you know, it's, it's really, it really, I'm to a point in my life, and I've been doing this for a while, I get really irritated 
with people who say, uh, oh, that's woo-woo. Because energy, mm-hmm. Tesla proved that energy never dies. Right. Einstein proved that energy never dies. It just continues. Right. And and that we are energetic beings in a physical body. Correct. And, and that that's that is not up to debate anymore. Right. <laughs> When people say, oh, no, energy stuff is woo-woo or Reiki is Mm -hmm. woo-woo, wake up. It's not that. That's not the way it is anymore. They've proven that that's not the way it is. Yes. And I think people are waking up. I really do. I do, too. I do, too. You sense the shift of, oh, my gosh, like, this is the year for transformation. You know, that's what I've really been hearing. And, and, And for a lot of us healers or energy workers or empaths, you know, people who are in tune with with the energies, um, this is our time. So if you're sensitive like that and, and you want to do more and you know, you, you need to help more, you need to influence more ladies and gentlemen, we have to start with healing our own heart. We have to heal the issues of our own heart. That's key because it's the starting point. And if we don't heal the issues of our heart, we'll be dumbfounded by well, why is that happening to me? Why do I do A, B, C? I do everything perfectly and I'm still not getting the results I want. I'm still not successful in my business. People still abandon me and reject me. And I feel scared to make those phone calls or why on earth do I keep giving into my spouse? And I, I don't know how to stand up to them. and, And I know we have a lousy relationship, but I just don't have the courage or why do I let my kids walk all over me? Why do I have these chronic health issues? So they'll be plagued with this stuff, all these symptoms, until they heal the issues of the heart. And they, isn't it true that a lot of people are beaten down every day so much that they're just tired and they kind of give up? Yeah, there's this jadedness, you know, there's this jadedness that's going on. And I think my biggest message, Kevin, is that you don't have to live with that jadedness. You don't like, don't buy into your saboteurs that are telling you that, Oh, it's just going to be this way for the rest of my life. This is just how it is. You know, the light, the world is so messed up right now that this is just how it is. I need to accept it. And, and so my message is, is hope. Like that is just not true. It is not true. I, I don't care what has happened in the last few years or whatever. Like there is hope because there is a way that we can actually heal the issues of our heart. It's not that hard, actually. Um, the healing codes in this healing circle that I do once a month, I give free healing codes for people. And these healing codes will absolutely replace those destructive cellular memories with positive, empowering ones. So my message is hope. Don't give up. Don't believe the negative naysayer voices in your head, the saboteurs. That's their job to keep your hand on the hot stove. But it doesn't have to be that way. It really, really doesn't. Let's talk about your the uh, um, circle that you do once a yeah. month. If somebody wants to join that, can they do it a, um, from anywhere? Yes. Yes, it's over Zoom. So they can just go to my website, harmonyharbor.com, and there's an events tab at the top, and they'll see yeah, it there. I see it. That's right there. It says events and everything. Mm-hmm. It's the first Tuesday of the month. 
And what time? What time? Now, where are you? I am in St. Louis, Missouri. So it's 6 p.m. Central. So for you, Kevin, I think it'd be four. Correct. Right. And the thing is, they I want to stress this. They don't have to be there live. They can register for it. They will get a recording and they will get what's called a healing code to go. So I do a healing code on the call, which goes to those destructive cellular memories. And then I give them instructions like everything is laid out for them and they will get a healing code for the next two to four weeks until the next healing circle. I really like the concept of what you're doing there because one of the things that we lack because of COVID and, but, but even more than, than just COVID, it was the cell phones. It's the, the fact that we, we tend to look down rather than look up. We don't, we don't talk on the phone anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we, we do text and I don't, you know, text can, can never replace somebody's actual voice. Right. Uh, and stuff, and so we don't we don't communicate. So building a community, mm-hmm. a sense of community where like minded people can get together to talk about things that are of common interest to everyone and a common problem for everyone, mm-hmm. is really a great idea. So I applaud you for doing that. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I was really inspired by my higher power, and just to you know get out of my own way and and like just give people, just give. And, and trust that you will be taken care of, you know? And so when they come to this circle, um, they'll have a few, few moments. It's only an hour. It's an hour long. I mean, we went over a little this last time, but for the most part, I try to really get us in and out and they can talk about what's really going on for them. We got to share the space with others. So, you know, two, three minutes of, Hey, this is what I'm hurt. This is what, how I'm hurting right now. And then, you know, I do what's called a customized healing code for the group that shows up, the group that's on there at that time. And we were, we do it together. And it's just a safe space to be real, to be real. Uh, which, which is really cool. By the way, you said my favorite word in the entire English language. You know what it is? Mm-mm. Trust. Mm. You have to learn to trust your intuition. You have to learn to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. And not and not to listen to the words that may sound suspiciously like your father or your mother, right. <laughs> or or right. that or the bully down the street when you were a kid, and they called you fat and ugly and stupid. They were, mm-hmm. they were wrong. They were wrong, and they were wrong. So you, uh, so you trust that your higher power is going to take care of you, and will and listen for it, and and open your heart, and it will show up. Do you agree with that? Yeah. And speaking of, you mentioned father, like to go back to that father story that I was telling you about how in the constellation book that it's important that if we have written someone off or canceled them, like in our family, like you mentioned a brother drugs and stuff like that. Like, Oh yeah. Well, because my dad had anger issues, people in our family, I know they'd make fun of him. You know, and disrespect him because it's like, yeah, we know Al has, you know, the the rage and uh, he's also religious. So they'd make fun of his religiosity or, you know, just being over the top with that. And um, and so because of what happened when I was growing up with him, you know, he was he was not nice to my mom. Let's just say he wasn't. Right. And the thing is, all these years. I have 
I've, I've tried to make some connection with him, but I've always had my heart guarded, you know, like, like, I don't trust this dude. Like, why would I trust him? And I've written him, I've tried to create connection, but he was blaming me, the kid. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. But, but a year ago, he, he got COVID and he was in the hospital and, um, and I came to visit him and I helped him. Okay. And, and I stayed with him a few days after he got out of the hospital. And I really just tried to connect with him at a heart level. And what it did was it healed our relationship. And then because I'm an influencer within my family is kind of unconsciously, but because I brought my dad back into my own heart and I'm like, how come I haven't been praying for him every day? Like I do my mom and I do all these other people. So I started bringing him energetically back into my heart and, and praying for him and doing an energy for him every day. And, and so then what happened was my mom started bringing him back into her heart. Now they're divorced, but, and then my brother and his wife and their two kids. So now my dad and my mom and all of us, we get together for family occasions and like tomorrow, my, it's my brother's birthday party. So we're all getting together. And is, Kevin, it's just a wonderful thing to, to know that we, if we have a black sheep in our family, our father or whomever, we need to bring them back into the fold and let them know this is the family constellation thing, that they belong. They actually belong and they have a rightful place in our family, no matter how messed up they are. Exactly. Well, and, and there is a reason why they are messed up because they've got stuff that has happened to them as well. Right. And so, you know, it's, it's really important if you can to accept folks back into their, your life. If, if you can, by the way, we have been talking to Angie Monko and we are going to run out of time, my dear. And uh, it's great having you here. Your website again is harmony harbor.com. Uh, I really encourage you to go to, to the event on um when's the next one it's march 7th can i just say one more thing about one more event that's yep. free it's free it's cool. march 1st and it's called um uh, three secrets to expand your potential clearing barriers to your success as a rising woman leader it's also out on my website under events very cool and that is that is going to be on march 1st march 1st Okay, put that in your calendar, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Angie, it's been it's been uh, great having you here. Um, thank yes, you so thank much. You. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. And you're going to be on you're going to be on Positive Talk Radio, the podcast next week, I believe. Yeah. So that that will that will be great fun. So I want to thank everybody for listening. Remember PositiveTalkRadio.net. I lied. I don't have 340 shows up. I have 420 shows up. Ooh. So, there's lots of great content, lots of great things. Go to uh, PositiveTalkRadio.net. I want to thank everybody for being with us today. We'll be back Monday at 3 o'clock, Monday at 3, Wednesday at 4, Friday at noon. That's Positive Talk Radio. Thank you, Nathan, and be kind to one another because each other's all we've got. We'll yeah. see you next time.